All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Purple Pill Perspective. Also, welcome to the Relationship Stuff 101 podcast here on this Saturday, November 20th, 2021. Um, I have a special guest with me today, author, uh, musician, poet, psychologist, uh, you name it. Um, new book. He has a new book out. The new book is called 40 Days, 40 Nights, The Journey Through the Wilderness is by Langley Casual Word Shazar. If you guys don't know who Langley Casual Word Shazar is, I implore you to go check him out on his many different platforms that he's available on, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and, and others. If, I, if, I, if I'm correct, if there are any others out there that... Uh, other than just Anchor, very similar. Uh, well, any, anywhere you guys get your podcast, I also have one called Casual Word Radio. All right. Yes. And uh, we'll get into the we'll get to the uh, casual word radio, wherever you can get your podcast at. You'll also find Langley there as well. So we go the, the journey through the wilderness, 40 days and 40 nights, 40 days and 40 nights is usually associated with Noah's Ark. So what made you associate this with the wilderness? So it's also, there's two other times that 40 days and 40 nights comes up that's very prevalent in the Bible. And that's when Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit to the wilderness, right? To be tempted, to be tested, to be tried by the devil. And also, if you recall, when Moses was leading the Israelites out of Egypt, they, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. So, so the, the number 40 is, is often synonymous with the journey and growth and transition. Okay, okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. So the irony of being in the wilderness is that discovery takes place there. Yes. So tell us what does that mean? So it, it, it is ironic, because we have often associated the wilderness with confusion, we've associated with uh, the, the unknown, right? And it's uncomfortable. Right. And so when we are in the wilderness, we, we don't have a good sense of direction, right? It's why it's the wilderness. You know, your, your compass doesn't work per se. Uh, but really, it's that place where you do define, find yourself and you can redefine who you are. The wilderness is a place where you, what I call it, is the reconciliation portion of it. And that's where you reconcile yourself to yourself. What I mean by that is you discover things about yourself that you either are excited about uh, and that you want to cultivate or things that you want to change. Okay. Uh, you also reconcile yourself to your calling, your path, whatever it is that God has called you to do. This is part of that place because when you are in the wilderness, you're often away from the noise. You're away from the distractions. You're away from things that are pulling you in a multitude of directions. So when you find yourself in that wilderness moment, you can really have that time, that peace, that silence that allows you to hear what it is that you're supposed to be doing here on this earth, right? And then you, you reconcile yourself, obviously, just to God and saying, you know, I, I am now in alignment with what it is you called me to do and the things that you are asking of me as an individual, whether it be for the kingdom or for society. We often think that they're one and the same, but sometimes they're not. You may not be called to ministry, but you may be called to activism. You may not be called to the pulpit, but you may be called to teach, right? And so we have to realize that no matter what it is that you have been uh, called to do, your gift, your passion, your and your talents, and, and we there's a formula for that that we'll talk about here in a moment, no matter what that looks like, uh, that is also part of God's plan. And so the wilderness and 40 days and, and all the things that we uh, typically associate with this moment is to figure out who you are, what it is you're supposed to be doing, and how do you go about getting there? 
So it's, it's more like a place of, uh, I would say, uncertain seclusion or something yeah. of that nature. Like, uh, hey, where, where am I and where am I going and why am I here? It's almost all those things put together. So, I mean, I want, the thing is, in the second encounter in the book, you mentioned the wilderness in a form of uncertainty for marriage. How could we better help people understand how to survive in that part of the wilderness? So that one, that one was unique. Uh, and as I talk about in the book, uh, it, was a, it was a wilderness moment that I was not ready for. And, and we, we, we are not normally ready for the wilderness. We're not normally ready to be thrust into confusion. But it was also a place that in my first encounter, I knew I had to step away from organized religion. I knew I had to step away from leadership. I knew I, knew I had to go willingly to go figure out what my purpose was. Right. In this case, things happened that were outside of my control that placed me in a place of uncertainty and, and a place of this unknown uncharted territory that I didn't see coming. Uh, and and so to answer your question, really it's about having a better understanding of self and realizing that as you are going through this journey with another human being, that you're going to have to have some accountability on your actions, your thoughts, uh, and your projections. And what I realized is that in, in counseling other people in relationships is that we both, both parties have to take responsibility. Uh, and even though one party may not, as long as you accept responsibility for whatever actions, uh, behaviors, uh, words that have been utilized in that relationship, you can grow. Uh, and what ends up happening is if both people are obviously not growing together, then they're growing apart. And you'll see the separation and understand that this is part of the process to move you into your next season and your next relationship. Right, right. Understood. Very, under, very understandable. Um, because what, what, what has to be understood is that the way you mixed the reality with the scripture was very unique. And it's, it helps people understand that, okay, I might have been talking about some things that went on in my marriage, but I'm also trying to help you understand how in the Bible, there was trials, there was tribulations in order for a person to reach you know, their gold as well. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of my personal experience and what I've been through and, you know, how I was basically duped into believing something would be great. And it ended up not being as what I thought it was. And this is actually what the wilderness can do to you. It can have you in a place where, you know, as you see in my background, it can have you in a place where you don't understand maple trees or other trees or, you know, a part, a part of your surroundings so that's how it is in a marriage. What is what am I actually facing? What am I actually right. here for? Right. And, and a lot of what a lot of people have to understand is even with this 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 place of uncertainty, the place that we don't under, understand, the place we don't go through, this puts us in a place of fear. A lot of people don't like to be uh, secluded. A lot of people don't like claustrophobia. And sometimes an uncertain marriage can be like claustrophobia. It can make you feel like you're being trapped. You're being smothered. And that brings me to my next question as well. Have you ever heard of wilderness therapy? I, I have not. Uh, I know you and I kind of briefly touched on this offline. Okay. Uh, and uh, the, the, the terminology I have never heard of. Okay. 
okay, I'm gonna give you a little bit, a little bit what uh, wilderness therapy is, guys. Excuse me as I read slightly from my phone here. Um, wilderness therapy is also known as an outdoor behavioral health care. It is con- it is controversial treatment upon behavioral substance and mental health issues of adolescence. Now, for people who you know, uh, I basically use a lot of psychological jargon to, basically what they do in wilderness therapy is they'll take you to a place like my background and they'll say, hey, I want you to spend two days here fasting. Now, Langley can uh, admit that that's also what you do in the Bible. They'll take you to a place, you'll fast, you won't, you won't have anything to eat, you know, they're, test, they're testing your willpower. And this is what wilderness therapy does. It, it takes you to a place in your mind to help you find peace. Hopefully you find peace while you're there. Not having the, uh, the, uh, not having the internet, not having your cell phone, not having all of these things that may cause anxiety and that may cause you to want to connect and let you see yourself. And that's basically what we see in this book as well. That's how um, that's how it, when I thought about it, I said, wow. So with now understanding what wilderness therapy is, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you think you connected the two without knowing? Well, it's, it's like we talked about in the beginning, right? It's that mm-hmm. reconciling yourself to yourself. Right. And so it, it's that we, we, we have a, a, a saying, a couple of us, and it's, you know, everybody wants to look out of the, out of the window okay. in the mirror. Right. right. And so this is that mirror moment where when you when you are in the wilderness and and there's a couple of things that happen. You, you feel you realize that your your circle uh, in a lot of cases is not going to be able. It's not that they're unwilling. Now, we do right. have people who are unwilling. Now, I do want to put that out there. There are people that you're going to learn are not meant for your future. But you do have people who are meant for your future, are meant for your present, are meant for your growth, but in a particular moment in the wilderness cannot help you because this is a part where it is you and yourself. And this is where you have to understand who you are against who you want to be and then how to get there. And so that's what the wilderness does um, inadvertently, I suppose is the best way to put it, because when we're there, you know, we don't think of this being an opportunity. We think of it being a hindrance. Oh, okay. Right, right. Exactly. Something that's holding us in, something that's holding us down. And I believe that's a part of human nature. You know, when when you put a person in a place, like I mentioned, like my background, the automatic human reaction is to say, what the F? You understand? Like, what, what do you mean stay out here? What do you mean? You know, no food. Connected. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and that's, I do want to mention that because that's an important part of uh, not only the, the spirituality, but also the psychological principle in fasting. Uh, when, you, when you are denying yourself, and, and I do want to say that fasting is not just about food, but that's for a later a later conversation. Uh, fa- fasting is a sacrifice of, and you guys who follow me know I've talked about this, it's not just about not eating. It's, it's anything that is part of your daily routine, anything that you are, um, uh, I don't want to say addicted to, but something that, that's very, very much part of who you are, you know, whether it's watching movies, reading books, whatever. The idea of fasting is to sacrifice something that you enjoy in order to have your spirit kind of come to life and not be distracted. So when we go back to food, um, because that is a very difficult manner of fasting because we get hungry, we get thirsty, you know, and we, we, you know, the body starts to react to not having nutrients. And what tends to happen is, you know, once you can get past the 
painful portion of not having those nutrients for a particular given amount of time is that you start to have enlightenment moments and we see this throughout a multitude of cultures and throughout history uh that you know they move to this enlightened state of mind and this enlightened state of understanding um because they're denying themselves the things of the world and so fasting is a very real uh and very practical practice that we've seen throughout the ages and what happens is when you get to that place we say and it says in the word that you let your spirit man right take over from the flesh man and so really what you're doing is bringing your body under subjection to the spirit so that you can be tuned in and hear and listen you know there's a difference between hearing god and, and listening and then there's a difference between hearing listening and then acting and so when you get to a place where you can start to align yourself with what you're hearing and then listening to the, the opportunities and the commandments and the instructions and then executing them, then you begin to get to a place where you move into the, your elevated state and you can move into your next level of blessing. Right, definitely. And as we talk about elevating and as we talk about uh, moving in certain directions, there's a part in the book where you mentioned, and uh, excuse me, it's not, it's not coming back to me. Jesus was walking through a village and a gentleman was in a crowd and he was, you know, wanting to see Jesus, but he didn't want to approach him. So he decided that he'll go in a tree and see yeah. Jesus coming from that way. And Jesus explained to him, hey, won't you come on down from that tree and, you know, come, come amongst everyone else. And I like how you would broke that down to say that sometimes we need to remove ourselves from a situation in order for Jesus to see us. And right, sometimes we, when we remove ourselves, we better understand and we can hear that voice more. And like you, as you mentioned, remove yourself from social media, remove yourself from your, your, your comfort zone. If your car is your comfort zone, step outside. If your house is your comfort zone, go in the backyard. You know, right. if Facebook is your comfort zone, go on Twitter. You know, somewhere different, somewhere you're not used to, something that takes you away from your comfortability state. And in this, as we just mentioned, that uncomfortableness, a lot of people's not used to. So that's why they start to go wild as we use the first part of wilderness. So they believe, hey, you've taken me to a place I don't want to be, a place I don't feel comfortable in. So what do I do and how do I, you know, uh, uh, stay my path and keep the path so and that you know that merges perfectly into question number five because as you look from the top of the sequoia tree what do you see outside of the wilderness and i'm speaking with you as you look now as everything that came in full circle as you as you're now moving into a new location as you've gotten away from uh uh the, the second encounter the first encounter and emerging into the third encounter you're standing on the top of that sequoia tree as that gentleman did when he saw Jesus. What do you see now as a future for you outside of the wilderness? Certainly. So a terrific question. And I first want to mention that he's talking about the story of Zacchaeus, one of my favorite stories. Yes. In the Bible. yes. He has to remove himself physically from the noise, from the crowd. And Jesus called him by name. So he and like I said in the book, he might have missed that opportunity. Now, we know that he wouldn't have missed Jesus altogether, but he might have missed that moment had he not had the courage to step away from everything that he had known. Uh, so to, to answer your question, you know, when, I, when I have had this moment to step away and opportunity to uh, not only be uh, retrospective and introspective, but to have a different perspective going forward, uh, is that there's a lot of opportunity 
being in a new physical and geographical location, there is a lot of opportunity in learning a new culture, a lot of opportunity in now stepping away from people who might have been, um, there's a term they say people might, people who are in your, in your circle might not be in your corner, right? right. And so I, I learned when I went back to visit, a lot of people who were in my circle previously, but were not in my corner. And so the, the wilderness is also that, that place where you, we talk about like burning off impurities and we talk about uh, the shaping of the wheat, right? Or, or the person who's sculpting and is chipping off the, the unrefined pieces, okay? So any of those analogies fit where you have to remove people, you have to remove thoughts, you have to remove bad practices and habits in order to be able to move to the next level. Right. One thing I talk about is you can't beat level 12 with level nine effort, with level nine people, with level nine tactics. So in now sitting on Sequoia Tree, you have the opportunity to see more of how to uh, address level 12, if you will. And, and, I, and I have an opportunity now to move to a place where I can now see opportunities that were shielded from me before because I had too many distractions, because I had too many uh, negative thoughts. We had, I had too many negative impacts going on simultaneously in my life. I couldn't see anything else. I was literally like the man who had to have the scales taken off his eyes. I was literally blinded from opportunity because I was unable to see past my circumstances. All right, exactly. And, and as we all know, the sequoia tree is one of the biggest trees in the world. So that being on the top of that sequoia tree is like you're being on top of the world. And you mm -hmm. see things better and you feel things better. Even being in a better place, a warm climate, it's 27 degrees here today. It's probably like 68, 70 degrees where you're at. It's nice. I was just talking to you before I try to get a <laughs> the background. You guys can't really see it because uh, right. of my shoes. But you know, the ocean's back there, man. There's boats out there. It's, it's, it's definitely, it, it definitely adds to uh, a level of peace and change yes. that I experience. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. That, that environment as to a peace and, and a, a, a comfortable place, you know, as we were coming to a close, because what has, what had happened, a lot of people don't know, uh, Langley comes from Bristol, Virginia, Bristol, Virginia right now, and it's probably about as cold as where I'm at right now. So let's do a little change of change of environment. You move slightly out of that cold, slightly out of that dark place, slightly out of that dark room, Slightly out of a place you don't understand where you're going and you don't understand where you are. You climb to the top of that big, huge sequoia tree and you see the environment that you are in now. What helped you get there was a plane. Mm -hmm. You see, you couldn't just fly. We can't fly as human beings. But as Jesus would say, find a way to get there. You know how to get there. Find, do what you have to do to enter into this new environment. And as you enter into that new environment, there's warmth. There's peace, there's, whole, there's wholeness. You're closer to your mom. You're closer to people who love you and people who are better at, better at attaching themselves to your dreams and to your goals. So in some type of way, you've slightly made it through the wilderness. Would you agree? Oh, yes, yes. And, and it's interesting because I just did a video on the continuation of the wilderness. Mm -hmm. uh, and what people need to understand is no matter where you are, when you are trying to get to a new place, whether it's in your mind, whether it's spiritually, whether it's physically, everything from where you are to where you're going is the wilderness. Uh, and so this journey is, it's why it's a journey, not destination. It's never over, but you do learn at each iteration better how to navigate the wilderness path and, and, and more 
on how to deal with your own thoughts and your, your own shortcomings and make those adjustments so that you can continue to elevate and move from greater to greater in this, this opportunity to be the best version of yourself. Correct. Um, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, as we come to a close, um, you can find uh, the 40 Days, 40 Nights, The Journey Through the Wilderness on Amazon. Is, is the book also on Barnes & Noble, uh, Books a Million, as far as you know? As far as I know, it's not. Um, I am associated with Goodreads, so okay. I know you pick up titles there. Um, you know, we're just we're, we're still in. This is my sixth title. Um, okay. Very very excited about it, and, and very excited about the feedback that I've gotten. But you know, we're trying to expand our offering, so hopefully, yes. we'll be in in Goodreads, we'll be in Barnes and Noble, we'll be on Books a Million, and other these some of these other larger platforms that offer uh, not only physical books, but you know, we're working toward an ebook as well. Just trying to you know take our time and not overwhelm ourselves with the process uh, and make sure that anything that we bring out is a quality product with with things that you guys can use. You know, it's about having a tool and not just about reading my story. Something that you talked about in the beginning was how I merged my story with with scripture, and it's really uh, my story just lends context. Yes, scriptural principles. I didn't want it to be about me. I wanted it to be about how what I study, what I believe, what I have learned applies to real life situations yes journey through the wilderness make sure you ladies and gentlemen definitely go check that out it's an amazing read um as, as langley mentioned to me it's a short one but it's a good one so it's one of those it's one of those ones that that's quick but believe me read it real slow absorb it take it in and understand what's going on um ladies and gentlemen before we close out uh make sure you guys also check out let's take a walk by langley uh what the heart wants um um we also got uh tips from tapes a collection of quotes to engage yep. the mind 60 days of the casual word letting god take you from pain to promise and rasiri rasiri okay 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 i didn't want to mess that name up rasiri so uh, all of these can be found on amazon if you guys also wanted you know dig into what are the projects that Langley just mentioned that he has out there. And also there's some projects coming in the future. I don't know if you want to mention those. I'm really excited about one of them. I don't want to say it unless you want to say it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He also has a book that's coming out as, oh my God, it's going to be, we're going to probably do another one of these interviews. Um, Baby Daddy Changing the Narrative. Holy smokes. I mean, <laughs> when I first thought, when he gave me the sample that he gave me, I was like, wow like blown away because everything that's being said in the introduction of that book is something I believe every baby father, we even want to get rid of that terminology mm -hmm. needs to understand. You're not a baby father. You're still a dad. You just made some mistakes. So let's bring this dad title back to you where it needs to be. And, Absolutely. and this comes from my life as well as lives of other people. You know, one thing I never want anyone to think is that I'm standing somewhere, I'm standing in some ivory tower, pointing my finger at someone else trying to tell them how to live. You know, Baby Daddy uh, changing the narrative in particular, along with the books that you guys, that you just mentioned. Uh, this is really a firsthand account of things that I've done, uh, the mistakes I've made as a father, the mistakes I've made as a husband, the mistakes I've made as a boyfriend, uh, the mistakes I've made as a co-parent. Uh, and the things that I've seen and counsel people through. So uh, I feel like this is something that needs to be addressed because A, men don't like being told that they're incorrect or their actions are wrong. 
and b we need to change this whole ideology of baby daddy and 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 the negative connotations that come with that you know we can just be fathers and we can be quality fathers quality mentors quality role models we just have to again be introspective look in the mirror stop looking out the window and really address the shortcomings of ourselves in order that we can move into a place where we can be quality quality role models parents and and you know, representatives for our future generation of young men. Yes, baby, baby, daddy's changing the narrative. You guys, be sure you look out for that. And Langley, thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with me this morning. I know you are real busy this morning, so thank you for taking the time to be with Mike. me this morning, guys. Um, once again, guys, uh, if you made it this far, share the podcast. Make sure you check Langley uh, podcast out. Uh, the Casual Word, Casual Word Radio, wherever you can find your podcast. Make sure you check out the Relationship Stuff 101 podcast as you're here. I also want to give a shout out to my international listeners. Um, You guys are really growing and the podcast is growing internationally. So I want to make sure I salute you guys as well. Um, And to my American listeners, as always, I appreciate you guys for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Uh, uh, let's, Let's get the podcast to at least... 100 monthly listeners. Let's try to get to a thousand by at least the end of next year. I believe that as we talk about the wilderness here, the podcast sits in the wilderness right now. And with you guys' help and pushing the podcast forward, we will make it to a better location as Langley did. So once again, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you, Langley, for taking the time to be with me this morning. As I close out with my understanding, compared with your understanding, we can create a greater understanding. You've been listening to Relationship Stuff 101 podcast here on this Saturday, uh, November 20th, 2021. I've been your host, Shahir Henderson, with my special guest, Langley Casual World Shazar, and we're signing out. Peace. Thank you, guys.